Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast. Here at Emmanuel Church, we believe that God wants to meet us where we're at. So whether you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can listen to the message from our Sunday worship experience. We would love for you to stay connected with us by visiting our website at myemmanuelchurch.com or at any social media platform at myemmanuelchurch. We hope you enjoy this message. Church Online. We are so glad you are here joining us today. We, um, we, uh, it's a, it's a bit of a rainy day today and it's been kind of, uh, a busy week, busy weekend. And I'm, I, I know that it, it takes time and effort. Even when it, even when we're in person, it takes time and effort to be able to say, I'm gonna wake up on Sunday and I'm gonna go to church. But, Online, we make it a little bit easier for you, a little bit easier to just wake up and join us. And if you wake up late, you can just rewind to the beginning and join us from the beginning and worship with us and be with us. We are so glad you are here with us today. Um, we are not in any kind of sermon series, and that's just because for the for the next couple of weeks at least, I, I want to be sharing from where I feel that God, what I feel that God has been putting in my heart during this time. We wanted to close out our series last week on Easter. Hope you enjoyed it. We know that we had some technical difficulties uh, for those that were watching, and we know that the sound wasn't great at the end. We do apologize. We're still learning uh, here with all this, and but uh, I want to be able to share with you today from what's on my heart. But first, again, I want to say welcome. If you are watching us and you are joining online for the first time, you've never seen us, you've never joined us in person or anything, welcome. We want to thank you for joining us here today. We hope you will be blessed today. And if that's you, they're going to put a number on the screen. And I want you to text FTG, first time guest, that's what that stands for, to the number on the screen. We want to know and we want to connect with you so that we can can serve you better so that we can pray for you just fill that out it'll it'll send you a quick text message with a link to a connect card so we can connect with you better and of course for those of us who are returning if you want to continue supporting us you can give online at manual mymanualchurch.com slash give or you can text the amount you want to give to 84321 that one i know by memory because i'm so used to it it's easy for me to remember the other one's brand new but we still want you to connect with with us even if you even if you've watched us before but you're like you know i don't even know if they know i'm watching text that number we want to connect with you we want to know that you're watching when it wanna we want to pray for you we want to be able to serve you as best we can so thank you thank you what and welcome welcome to emmanuel church online uh Let's, 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 well, give them a warm welcome. Let's clap for them. Yeah, let's clap for them. Thank you for joining us. Our whole team here is clapping for you. The media, our, our media team, our streaming team, our audio team, everyone is clapping. And so we're so glad that you are here with us today. So I want to get started uh, today uh, with the message I have. Uh, I don't have really like an official title for it at the moment. Uh, I'll put a title for it online later. Uh, but it's just been something that's on my heart because I know that we are in a time that's weird, you know, for us. And I've mentioned it before. It's weird. We're stuck at home. Uh, we have, uh, some of us have nothing to do or feel like we have nothing to do. We're trying to figure out new hobbies. Uh, some of us, our hobby is eating. Uh, that's been one of my hobbies lately. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it's undoing some of the work I've done in the gym. <laughs> 
you know, but it happens, but we're stuck. Uh, some of us are uh, struggling financially and, um, you know, that's, that's no fun. Uh, it's never fun to not have money uh, and never know what you're going to do next. And so some of us are struggling that way, but, you know, also... I- this one today because my mic decided it wanted to die on me but I hope you can still hear me um, but one of the biggest things that has been on my heart lately is that I believe and I know because we we've had we've been, we've continued to go and meet through e-groups and if you don't know anything about that e-groups is the way we stay, stay together and communicate we're doing that digitally right now through zoom and it's, it's great. And if you want to learn more about that, go to mymanchurch.com slash egroups. I know I'm plugging a lot of things here, but I want you to know and stay connected with us, you know. Uh, but the times, the last couple of weeks, the last few weeks that we've been on egroups, something that I've noticed, a trend that I've noticed, that I've heard people talking as we pray. And, as, and we've been going online on Tuesdays uh, to pray. Um, and something that keeps coming up is mental health. You know, and I'm no mental health expert. I don't presume to know anything. I never went to school for anything about or uh, like that. I'm not a professional, but I know, and I've I've seen, and I've struggled myself with mental health. And I know that this time is a very dark time for a lot of people. It might seem fun, and people are trying to cover up what they're feeling sometimes with the things that they're doing online. You know, people are doing, are making funny videos online, on TikTok, on Twitter, or on social media. They're just putting stuff out there to distract themselves and to do anything they can to distract themselves. And that's something I've heard. It's like, oh, I'm just doing anything I can to distract myself from my thoughts. I'm doing anything I can to distract myself from the sadness, from the depression, from the anxiety, from the worry that I'm feeling because the world around us just seems to be chaotic, you know, and it's difficult to, to think about that. Like, why, why would something happen like that? I think that's like one of the most common questions I hear people uh, ask when they talk, when, when they ask about God, it's like, why do you believe in God? Why, why would a good God allow something like this to happen? Why would a good God step into this kind of situation and, and or look at the situation and then do nothing? Uh, and because that's what it feels like to to a lot of us. It's like, well, you know, I'm here at home and I'm struggling, you know, and I'm I'm wrestling with my anxiety and my thoughts. At least when I had stuff to go out and friends to be out with, I, I had a distraction. I had a distraction, but now I don't have that. And then some people they risk everything to be able to go out and be with their friends and go places maybe they shouldn't because they they they're looking for something. They're looking for something. And a story that is very reminiscent, it's not exactly like this situation, obviously not. There's plenty of stories in the Bible that talk about plagues and things like that, but we're not going to talk about that today. I want to talk about a man named Job. Uh, I know some people say his name Job. His name is Job. Um, He had a job. I don't know. (laughs) He was a very wealthy man, the Bible tells us. And I love the story of Job, the whole book. And, you know, we're going to read the whole book today, this morning. I'm just kidding. Now, it's a long story. <laughs> Worship team's up here like, I passed what? 
we ain't going to read the whole thing. No, no, we're not. But I'm going to talk about Job and I'm going to talk about his story because Job went through a situation that even though he con- even though he was considered a good man and even though God considered him righteous and holy, he went through things that uh, that that he he was ruined. He, his uh, livestock dead. His family, gone. Only person that stayed with him was his wife. There's just nagging him. Just like, well, why don't you just curse God and die? He, he lost everything. His wealth. He lost his health. He, he was afflicted with sores and boils and sickness. And, and, and to top it all off, alongside his nagging wife, he had his nagging friends who were constantly on him about something. And Job's problems begin in Job chapter 1 when it tells us that uh, the accuser by the name we call Satan came to God and he says, "Let God, he only trusts you because of this. He only trusts you because you bless him. So let me take away the wealth. And throughout the story, Job encounters that. He says, let me take away his wealth. Let me take away his family. Let me take away his health. Let me take everything away from him. And by the end of it, let's see if Job still serves you. Let's see if Job still decides to call you God and still decides to love you. And some of us might feel like that in that situation. Like we feel like we've lost so much and it's difficult to say, why God? Why is this happening to me, God? What, 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 what did I do? I think that's a question that people are asking. What did I do? What did America do? What did the world do? And I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that will blame everything on one thing or one person or one group of people. But that, you know, that, that's not true. That's not the case here. Sometimes we just don't know. And Job didn't know. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't say anything wrong. He didn't disrespect God. Yet bad things were still happening to him in job chapter 2 his friends show up and what they start to do is they start to try and blame job well job you know this must have happened because you're a sinner you're sinning oh i can't tell you how many times like i've heard people say that and it frustrates me it's like well you know you're struggling because you're in sin how do you know what did i do what are you blaming me for what are you pointing your finger at me for like, why is it that you started to single me out? And that's what his friends do. Throughout the book, the entire book, his friends continue to fi- try and find a solution to this by blaming Job. Job, it must have been something that you did. And the problem is, is that we believe those lies in our lives and we believe it. it's something that I must have done wrong. And don't get me wrong, you know, sometimes there are consequences. for the th- there, are, there are definitely consequences for the things we do. I remember listening to one pastor, and he he said uh, he said that a lot of people come up to him and was like, "Well, pastor, is this sin?" And he would respond to them, "Well, I mean, no, but it's stupid." Oh, okay, so I can do it. Well, I didn't say that, but we want to do the dumb things, and then we have to face the consequences of the dumb things that we've done. And sometimes we face the consequences of the sin that we've done in our lives. But then there are things like our situation right now and like Job's situation that it doesn't make sense. And it's like, God, I I don't understand. And it it breaks Job. It breaks him. At the very beginning, he was being very faithful to God. He says, God, you know, you took what you gave, gave me stuff and then you took it away. Blessed be your name. 
But at some point in the story, Job breaks and he starts questioning God. He starts listening to the voices around him and he starts saying that it must be that I am just a horrible person or that God is cruel. And so this is why I am going through this. And he tries to defend himself. In Job chapter 28, he tries to defend himself. And he says, look, can't you see all the good that I've done? And that's what we try to do. We try to balance it out. It's like, well, if I did something bad, let me do good. You know, let me do good. I don't know if anybody's ever seen here or online have seen the show, The Good Place. Don't copyright strike us, ABC. Uh, but it, it talks about the afterlife and how you get into the good place. You earn points. And that's how we feel. Like it's a transaction to us. It's like, well, if I am good enough, then maybe something will happen and my situation will change. If we pray enough, maybe the situation will change. If we, we, we do something good, maybe it'll balance out the bad. And we'll be able to fix ourselves with God, fix our relationship with God, fix our, our situation. But to no avail. See, before I get any deeper into how God responds to Job, there are problems in our lives we can't explain. We go, we're going through a situation right now where in the world where we cannot understand why this happened. You know, like I said, there will be people trying to blame groups of people or governments and whatnot. But it's it's something that's happening around the world. We can't just blame any one group. This is responsibility of humanity for the choices that we've made and the things that we have done. And, you know, I'm not saying this is punishment or anything like that. No, beyond the choice. We just don't get it. And it happens a lot like that in life. We'll we'll face situations, we'll face heartbreak. And heartbreak sucks. Have you ever been through heartbreak? It's just, uh, oh, it's nasty, horrible feeling. We'll go through heartbreak. We'll, we'll go through times where we have nothing and we don't know where our next meal is going to come from or if we're able to pay our bills. We might be struggling in school or with our mental health. We might be struggling with depression or anxiety or worry. And all of these things seem to pile on, on us and we don't understand. I myself went through a period of time uh, in my life for about two years. Uh, I was depressed. And it was a self-diagnosis. I never went to go get counseling or anything like that. But you know how they say when um, it reminds me of another show, one of my favorite shows. And I'm watching a lot of TV. You know. uh, it reminds me of another one of my favorite shows uh, where... He, he responds, he's like, is everything okay? It's like, oh, you know, everything's fine, except for the fact that all my old hobbies don't interest me anymore, and nothing brings me joy, and, you know, I'm eating a lot more, and uh, I just feel despair, you know? And it's like, okay, so nothing's wrong, <laughs> you know? That's where I'm Parks and Rec. Um, and... But that's how I was, and nothing satisfied me. Nothing I did satisfied me, and I couldn't find anything that was the reason. I, I couldn't understand why God would allow me to go through this, and there was a long period of time where I questioned God for who he was and what what he said he was to me. He said he was good. He said he was this. He said he was that, And I, but yet I still struggled with him. I, I, I was a youth pastor at the time, and I was still trying to do my best to be a youth pastor, and I tried my best to hide it away from everybody and acted like everything was okay, but I was struggling and I didn't understand it. And I, I'm going to tell you, it's okay to not be okay. 
It's okay to struggle. It's okay to, to not know why things are happening because we want to. Our, our immediate response, and this is our problem, our immediate responses and the immediate Christian responses to fix the problem, we, we, do, we have three responses. We either try to fix the problem, we either try to put blame on someone, or when we're, when we're experiencing this and someone else is experiencing it and we see it from the outside, we talk instead of listen. We're doing too much talking. And even, even with ourselves, if you're going through it, sometimes you're talking too much to yourself and you're telling yourself, well, I'm worthless. I, I'm just all the things that everybody thinks about me without knowing if anybody actually thinks that about you. You ever had, had a feeling that someone didn't like you? You know, they're just like, I'm pretty sure that they don't like me. Then you find out it's like not true or something. And it's just like, oh, well, I don't know what I was imagining. Because we talk to ourselves and we believe these lies. But our Christian response is often to do that. We either try to put blame on something or somebody. You know, well, you know, maybe it was because I did this. Oh, you know, I shouldn't be talking to that guy. This is why this is happening. I shouldn't be talking to that girl. This is why this is happening. I shouldn't have gone there. You know, this is why it's happening. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't be putting on a face while I'm okay. Like, I shouldn't be putting on a face like I'm okay when everything is wrong. And that's why I'm suffering through this. But it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not know the reason. There might be a reason and we we just might not know it. That's why we need therapy. We need Jesus and therapy. And I know that not everybody agrees with that statement, but it's true, you know, because I'm not a professional. I don't know what problems I got in my own, own head. You know, I think I do, but I don't figure it out. But we need that. And then we, or, or we try to find the solutions. Like, well, what is the immediate way I can get out of this? You know, I will tell you this for, for all the gentlemen listening today and all the gentlemen here today. I'll, I'll tell you this. What, what in my experience, like, teaching youth and stuff and about relationships and other things, you know, and young ladies know this too. Um, our guys immediate reaction is try to, to try to fix something. Something is broken. I'm, I'm going to fix it. You know, if you're a significant other or someone you're in, are you interested in tells you something's wrong? You, you just immediately try to fix it. That's our go-to thing. We're, we're trying to fix the problem. It's like, Oh, well, you know, I'm feeling this. So it's like, Oh, how can I make you happy? But someone else, the thing about it is, is that you can't always make somebody else happy. You can't always fix the problem. Gentlemen, you can't always fix the problem. Sometimes what she just wants for you to do is listen and let her be heard for what is going on. Okay, that's a relationship series that I'm not talking about right now. But but that's the truth. We try to find a solution. How can I get out of this as quickly as possible? I don't want to feel sad anymore. I don't want to feel anxious or worried or troubled. I don't want to struggle anymore. I need money. I want money. I need the things. I need stuff. I need a house. I need this. I need that. And we go on and on and on. If I find this, I'll be happy. If I find insert thing here, I'll be happy. And we try to find a solution. But sometimes there isn't an immediate solution. And trying to find a solution quickly diminishes the reality of what you're going through and diminishes what you need to actually do to heal. It does. It really does. And for for those that were trying to be good friends, sometimes we talk too much. 
People are struggling with things and we tell them all the other stuff that I talked about. That's immediately our first go-to things. Well, you know, are you, are you doing this? Are you praying? Ever, ever had anybody tell you that? Are you praying? You're not praying enough. That's why. You're not fasting. You're not going to church. No one's going to church right now. You're not going to church. You're not, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. This is why you have a problem. This is why you have a problem. Or we put blame on them. Well, it's like, you know, you're, you're broken. That's, that's all it is. And we try to tell people that. And then we talk to ourselves too much. And we believe the lies. Well, I'm just good for nothing. I don't, I don't have any talents. I don't have any worth. I don't, nobody likes me. Nobody likes me. I've struggled with that too in my life. I, I've, I have a, a bad tendency to believe that people don't like me if they don't answer my messages. <laughs> it's like, you know, and then you double, triple text. No, I've never triple texted. But, you know, you get worried. It's like, do people not like me? And we struggle. And we struggle. And it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to go through this. And Job was going through this situation and he questioned God and, and he wasn't sure what he was going to do. And his friends were no help. Like I said, they were just egging him on and causing more problems and causing him more stress. And in fact, pushed him to the point where he started believing and questioning God himself. And it's like, I don't know if God is still there for me. He was. He was. I've seen him work in my life and I've seen him bless me and take care of my family. But now I don't know. I don't know. And God responds to Job in Job chapter 38. He starts responding to Job. And he tells him essentially like, who do you think you are? Like, who do you think you are? He starts telling him, have you ever stretched out the sky with your hand? Do you know how much water is in the ocean? Have you counted the stars? Have you seen the great beasts of this earth and tamed them? Can you do these things that I can do, Job? And yet you have the audacity to question. I am not looking out for you. You have the audacity to do that. And then Job, in what happens in those moments, in in Job chapter 42, verses 2 to 6, he says this. He says, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is it that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now and I will speak. I will question you and you shall answer me. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Job repents and he realizes in this moment, I might be going through a difficult thing and I might not understand. And yet I sit here and question God and have forgotten all that he's done for me before. All that he gave me, all that he blessed me with, all the knowledge and wisdom and things that he sees that I don't see. And yet I had this this pride that says, well, I know better than you, God. And so Job answers him. God answers Job and tells him, I am taking care of you. 
You don't even know what's going on. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Job didn't know that someone was accusing him up in heaven. Job didn't know that God had allowed that. Job didn't know that God put limits on what the enemy could do to him. Job wasn't seeing all of that. And Job couldn't see the future. Because at the end of Job chapter 42, we see that God restored Job. He gave him more children than he had before. He gave him twice, seven times the wealth that he had before. He blessed him so much more. Job didn't see any of that. And that's how we feel, though. We feel finite. We can only see the troubles right in front of us. But I can tell you that God sees what we don't and situations that are coming our way to bring us out of this. He sees, uh, he sees blessings that we get. He sees troubles that are coming and he protects us from the rest of it. He sees so much more than we do and he is on our side. God is on our side. He's taking care of us. We don't know how long it took for Job's Job to be restored. And that's the thing. We don't know how long we might be stuck in what we're stuck in. Not just our situation right now around the world, but in our depression, in our worry, anxiety, our troubles, our our, our, our weakness, our, our, that, the feeling of despair. We don't know how long it's going to last. But I'm telling you, what we can do, our solutions right now, we, we need support. Yes, I know that we can't really be around people, social distancing and everything. Please practice that. Stay safe. But keep people around you that will support you. Not like Job's friends. <laughs> and some of you right now, like, it's like, well, you know, the kind of friends Job had, those are the only friends I got. You need some new friends. Go to get, join e-group. We'll, we'll find you some good friends. You need some new friends. <laughs> You need some new friends that are going to sit there and tell you, I'm here to listen. I'm here to, to, to try and understand. I may not get it completely. That's why I think in the church, so many people struggle with mental health and don't want to open up about it because they feel like all they're going to tell them is like, well, you're just not praying enough. You're just not going to church enough. You're just not reading the Bible enough. You're just not fasting. You need to do all those things. All those things are good. But we need someone who can listen to us. So find someone who can listen to you, support you, pray for you. And say, and just be someone that hears out and says, man, that sucks. Sometimes that's all we need. Or, or the relief, the feeling of relief. It's like, ah, oh, me too. It's like, so I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one struggling right now. We need to be able to find that support. Two, we need to be open. Find a safe place to be open about it. Emmanuel Church is a safe place. I, I'm going to tell you, if anybody judges you, I will personally be responsible for that. I, I don't know how much I'm taking responsibility for, but we want to be a safe place for you. To, to, for you to tell us and let us know what you're going through so we can pray for you and we can be with you. Find that good thing. That might mean finding a therapist too, finding someone you can talk to professionally because I don't have all the answers. And I, I can give you biblical advice. If you're listening and you need that, I, I can give you biblical advice, but I cannot give you professional help. Sometimes we need that. And the other thing, the last thing, is that we need to try to trust God. Try. 
Now I say that because I think a lot of people talk about trusting God like it's such a simple thing. You know, tell me, have you tried to trust God? Like, it's not easy, huh? No, it's not. Right, Stephen? It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. I'm not going to call on everybody because they're looking at me. <laughs> like, it's not easy to trust God. It's not easy to believe that everything is going to be okay. Because that sentiment sounds nice, but it's not great. You know, when you lose someone and someone tells you, well, it's okay, you're in a better place. I don't want to hear that. Like, I just want someone to cry with me right now because that's what I'm feeling. We need, we need to try and trust God. It's not easy to trust God. No. In fact, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is when a man brings his son to Jesus. And he's like, he needs your help. And Jesus says, do you believe? And I love his response because of, Jesus, yes, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. Immediately contradicting himself, saying, I believe, yes, but I am struggling really to believe. I've seen you do things, but right now it's not easy for me to hold on to that trust. And it's okay to try and trust God. We're only human. We're only human because we can't do anything to make, you know, Job tells God, God tells Job, it's like, what can you do to offer me that I don't already have? What can you do that I, I, I would need? You can't make me anything. You can't help me. I'm God. I know it. I, I, I am I see everything that you don't see. I have the power that you do not have, and I hold you in my hands. And that's a frightening thing, but the thing about it is, it can be a frightening image, but the good thing about it is that God is on our side. It's not so simple as just doing more good things than bad things. It's not so simple as just praying more, fasting more, believing more. That's, it's not that simple. Sometimes it's telling God, help me in my lack of trust. I want to trust you. Help me in my belief. I want to believe you. I want to know you. I want to know that love because I don't know love, but I don't know if I can believe the love. I don't know if I can believe that you love me despite everything that I've ever done. I don't know you. I, I don't know if I can really count on you, but I want to. I want to. And Jesus gives us an invitation for that. He tells everybody, he, he, he's talking about these religious leaders that put so much burden on people and make them think it's so complicated and so heavy. And Jesus tells them in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, he says, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He says, come to me, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He tells everybody, he's like, look, it doesn't matter if you don't truly believe. It doesn't matter if you're struggling. It doesn't matter if you're, 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 you find yourself in a place of darkness. My invitation is for you to find rest right now. To find rest that I'm going to carry it with you. That's what it, like, for those of you who don't know farming things, because a lot of us don't, you know, 
a yoke was a, a piece of equipment that they would put on two ox and they, they would carry the burden of the plow the plow and, and whatever it was that they were carrying whether it was a cart whether it was a plow whatever it was they would take it so that two oxen could carry it together two animals could carry it together and so Jesus is telling me my yoke is easy and my burden is light there's not a lot to carry and guess what I'm right here beside you throughout the whole thing God restored Job it's going to take time it's going to take us putting in effort to try and trust God, to try and get help, to, to build a support system around us. But Jesus offers it to us and says, come, here I am waiting for you. Here I am waiting for you. I will give you rest for your souls if you're tired and weary. A lot of us are tired, just tired right now. And Jesus is offering rest. Last last week was Easter, and I'm about to close here. Last week was Easter, and on Easter we celebrate the fact that Jesus, he died on the cross to take up our sin, to take up our struggle, to take up our worries upon himself and on the cross. And he took it to the grave with him. And Easter he came back to defeat it, to show us that he had defeated it and offer us a new chance at life, a new chance at a new beginning to trust in Jesus. So today, I want to pray two things. First, I'm going to pray if you need rest in your soul and your life, Jesus is here and offering that. All it takes is a simple simple way to try and begin to trust God and say, here I am, Jesus, I give you my life. I want to just, I want to know you. I want to follow you. So we're going to pray for you. If you need that, we're going to pray for you. And the second thing I'm going to pray for is for the, the rest of the church because I want us to know that, yes, God is hearing you too. That you might be struggling and you're doing your best to serve God, but don't give up. Don't grow weary in doing good, the Word of God tells us. Don't grow weary to trust in Him, to try our best to trust in God. So first, we're going to pray for those who, who need Jesus today. So would you bow your heads and close your eyes? If you're with me at home and you're listening and you want a new chance on life, you want that rest that God is offering, it might feel weird or if someone's around you, it might look weird. But what I want you to do right now is I just want you to raise your hand and say, that's me. I need that. And we're going to pray for you. For everyone that is at home that needs you today, Jesus, we pray for them today. That they would follow along with me and pray this, Jesus, here I am. I need you. I give you my life. I want to know that there is hope. That there is love in you. For anybody that prayed that prayer right now, we pray, God, over them that they are now welcomed into the family of God to a new thing. They are. The Bible tells us they are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. They have a second chance at life right now. They have a second chance at 
at faith. They have a second chance today in you. And we come to surround them in prayer so that they might know that they are not alone in their struggles. They are not alone in their worries. They have come into a place that is full of hope and love and and a new family that surrounds them, Lord. We pray that you give them strength on this new journey and that we would do our best to be able to be the good brothers and sisters that have come before them to help them in this new life. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. If you've made that decision today, I want you to go to the web the website on the screen, myemmanuelchurch.com slash I have decided. And let us know that you've made a decision today. We want to be able to get in contact with you and send you resources so that you can can begin this new journey. And we want someone to reach out. We'll have someone reach out to you and talk to you and so that you can know that, you know, we're watching, we're listening to. Welcome to the family. And then the second thing I want to pray for today is for those of us who are in the church, that followers of Jesus, and we feel like we're struggling right now. We're fighting. We're fighting a battle, and it's hard. I, I'm going to be honest. I, I'm, I'm there right now. And I need Jesus, and we need Jesus. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity. And uh, those of us who have followed you for a long time now, we and, and might be struggling right now. We're, we're finding it difficult to trust you, Lord, for whatever it might be that we're going through, whether it be mental health issues, whether it be finances, whether it be health issues, uh, whatever we might go be going through, God, we want to trust you. Help us to trust you. Help us to, to know that you're here for us, to know that you're walking with us, even when it doesn't make sense, even when we don't understand what is going on, we want to trust you. So help us, like that man who brought his son before you. Here we are, we believe, but help us in our unbelief. Help us in our lack of trust. Help us in what what feels so hard to do right now. We need you, Jesus. We need you. We thank you. In your holy name we pray. We hope you enjoyed the message today. And we would love to hear the story about how God is using this ministry to change your life. You can share it with us at myemmanuelchurch.com slash mystory. And if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. And if you're in the Houston area, we would love to see you on Sundays at 1130 a.m. Have a blessed week.